Hey guys, it's David here back again with another episode and today I have Ty with me who is the owner and founder of Stomping with CP and today she will share her story of cerebral palsy as well as what other projects that she's done over time and I'm excited to have her on the show. Welcome Ty. So to kind of kind of um, start off that, how did you, I guess, begin this uh, this journey of uh, journalism and podcasting, and I guess the other various projects you started on. That's that's awesome. Um, it's it's usually that's usually how it really starts. Um, like like myself, uh, you and I can relate. We've we've been um, we've been uh, I guess through tragedies ourselves, and that's kind of how it's helped us um, push forward and persevere in what we want to do with our lives. And and we just we're just always positive, and that's what we need more of positivity. And you seem to show. A lot of it when you do a lot of your a lot of your um your your pod your uh your podcast and your your channel it's 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 awesome to see that so we need more of that um can you, Thank you so much. oh you're you're welcome you're welcome and then be before like you started everything did you ever have I guess going through school, did you ever, I guess, struggle with self-esteem or bullying or anything like that because of your CP? So it, it was a struggle, 
but I made it through it, and I conquered, and I stomped on those bullies, and most of the bullies that I have today do follow my journey and do follow my story, so I could appreciate that. It only made me stronger. Hey, like I've always told people since I was since I was uh, very young, it's always important for us to, I guess, to put it this way, to advocate and and uh, what we have. And usually, when when I was a when I was a kid, every first day of every class that I every um I guess every school year that I had, I always take took the opportunity to explain to two kids or my classmates what I had. So I'm pretty sure um, you did the same thing. And I guess it helped uh, the, I guess the so-called bullies eventually down the line understand that you're not just somebody with CP, but you're a normal human being. And exclusion matters when it comes to this. And even in fitness as well, like I remember being in PE and being told, well, you can't participate in this because it's not accessible for you. While you're a public school, you should have accessible options. One of the things that encouraged me to advocate for fitness is the simple story of this. Third grade, field day, I was excited to be a part of a team, and they told me that I couldn't do it because of my disability, so what wound up happening was I had to sit and watch my friends do like the jumps and get awards, and all I got was a frisbee and a water bottle. Yeah, that's that's what you call um, low-key discrimination. Um, I don't know if you've experienced this yourself, but I remember going through school, especially going through the education system, uh, getting discriminated against because of my disability. And I would have teachers, um, I guess, assume that I was too slow to be in the classroom, even though I, I made the grades and I had the accolades. But I'm, I'm pretty sure... Did you ever feel the same way? Did you ever experience it? Yes, yes, all the time, especially in high school. And I can tell you one story in particular. Where I went to my old high school, they screwed up my schedule. And they put me in English 2 in the ninth grade. Well, I was extremely advanced. And even the teacher was surprised. He's like, wow, there's no way. Well, one day I went to go take a test on the Mice of the Man by John Steelback. And I passed it with all flying colors, and the teacher calls me up in front of the class. He goes, uh, Tylea, you cheated on this test. There is no way you you know this. You're not smart enough to know this. Of course, that's how it it starts with uh, the judging and being judgmental. And um, that's where having a good support system comes in, especially with your parents. Um, I know my parents were had had my back through thick and thin, especially my my stepmom who who took initiative and um, she she uh, I know I was in Puerto Rico at the time and in Puerto Rico they're they're still like really stingy about you know having students in the classroom with disabilities. So yeah. she was having none of it. So after that we moved to Florida and the rest is history. So I don't know if you went through the similar situation. You had to switch schools and. I guess, find your way around. Yeah, like, by the time I was in 10th grade, and thank you for being a fellow Boricua, like me, you know, so by the time I was in the 10th grade, my mom decided after 
that the school decides to give me an IQ test based on the IEP meeting. And basically the psychiatrist says, well, your daughter has short-term memory and long-term memory. And basically that game, my mom transferred me out of the school and I went to Florida Virtual School where I got my standard diploma, which they said, the public school said that was impossible. I published a book by 16. So by the time I was a sophomore in high school, I was already doing what I loved. Good for you. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of heart and a lot of passion to pursue that, especially at your age. And I, I find that really commendable. Thank you so much. So, um, after after your edu- after going through the education system, how was your did you how was your time in, in I guess in college? If if you I don't know if you went to uh, well, I went co- college. To a Yes, it is. I had to find different alternatives, and they're not really as disability-friendly. Some of them. You know, they're not very accessible when it comes to IEPs and things like that. So I had to branch out, and I found futurelearn.com, where it allowed me to take my courses and still get my credits that way, but just at my own pace. So, so you've been, you've been, I guess, in this, um, you've been with your platform for the last, uh, seven or eight, eight years. Was it, did you start all this on your own or did you, did you have like friends along the way that were there with you? Like to just kind of encourage you? How did you begin? My mom mom actually encouraged me and my stepdad actually encouraged me to start stomping on CP and you know, it was kind of funny. Because right after James Ticking Time Bomb, I knew I wanted to publish another book about CP and do many things with the CP community, but I just didn't know where to start. You know, I just didn't know where to start. So originally, the name was just Tylee Flores, and one day, while I was on a Skype call with my ex-boyfriend from Kentucky, he helped me come up with the name Stompin' on CP. So That's awesome. So, so what is your, I guess, your goals as far as something on CP? Do you have a specific goal you'd like to accomplish or uh, what's your message? My goal is to spread awareness through the articles that I've written. My goal is to expand something on CP, get involved with nonprofit organizations such as United Cerebral Palsy, the Cerebral Palsy Foundation in order to make a difference. And one of the things I want to touch base on is how important physical therapy is for an adult with CP. Because apparently insurance companies don't feel like fitness and staying fit is important. And once I I got physical therapy my whole entire life as a kid, it was great two, two hours a week for an hour. Well, once I got into adulthood, it was 30 minutes, six sessions per year. That's the only thing my insurance covered. You're, you're, I was going to say, you're, you're really lucky cause, because when I when I got to adulthood and I had uh, therapy, um, all they did was uh, give me maybe two or three sessions, give me a piece of paper and be like, okay, you're on your own. Go ahead and do them. So I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't, need, I don't need physical therapy when I can do it on my own. 
And that's what I've done ever since. Oh, it sure is. Like, uh, I don't know, when it gets really cold, and right now, especially with uh, the situation with COVID, I usually go to Planet Fitness and train. But because of COVID right now, I've been kind of staying away. So I've been working out from home, and I have very limited equipment, but I try to make it work. Couldn't agree with you more. Like, how do you, like, as a kid, when you have CP, it's like going to the Willy Wonka factory. You won the golden ticket. But as soon as you turn 21, they're like, bye, time for you to get the licorice. And it's like, where do we begin here? Nobody gave us a manual. And when it comes to physical therapy, when it comes to. Oh, it, it's. It's, it's not just a physical and occupational therapy, but just basic equipment in general. I mean, obtaining wheelchairs, walkers, canes, anything. I, I went through a, um, a time where I tried to get a power chair. I spent many years trying to get a power chair, but I kept getting denied by insurance because um, I wasn't disabled enough to, to obtain one because I could walk from my room to my bathroom. However... Uh, going through Orlando Health multiple times, uh, they kept saying no, but uh, after a while, I ended up having to go to Shan's Hospital in Gainesville, and um, they found out, I, I, I knew this for a long time, I suffer from back spasms, so because of my, my back spasms and my spasticity, I, um, they said, okay, you have back spasms, you have to get a chair. We, we're going to do everything we can to get you a chair. And next thing you know, within a few months, I got my chair. It was as easy as that, but they had to make me go through so many loopholes. I'm yeah. sorry, what were you saying? I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I, was just, I just got into it. No, they make you go through so many obstacles, and it's like this wasn't necessary. And I'm over here thinking to myself, when you tell me your story about insurance claiming that you're not disabled enough are you kidding me cerebral palsy is a lifelong lasting condition it just doesn't end with childhood and that's one of the stigmas i'm trying to break because when you google cerebral palsy it says well cerebral palsy is just common in childhood and it's like and think again society you got it all wrong here and how many times do i have to shout and yell no, and also, um, you know, this whole thing with cerebral palsy and then uh, your mentality is completely a, a huge misconception. Huge misconception because every every time, um, I know when you and I, you know, were, were kids, 
they would always say, oh, look, he has cerebral palsy, but he ha- he might have something wrong with it with their mind. And to this day, I still get the I still get the the adult that walks up to me and they'll try to give me something like a T-shirt or some money because they feel sorry for me. I'm like, I don't need your money. I don't need your money. Why, why are you giving me money? You know? I, I mean, no, no offense to anybody. Um, I, I'm, I, my opinion, I'm a religious person, but I, I don't go around um, preaching to people to get better or anything like that because um, I know that some people could get offended by it, you know, and I try to be respectful. Yeah, I don't go around trying to spread the, the word or anything like that because I know it can offend people, you know, certain people. However, if you and I have common ground and we share the same beliefs, then that's fine. We could talk about it and do, you know. Yeah, I agree. The most awkward one I ever got, um, Valentine's Day of this year, I'm out with my parents and this lady's just sitting there with her boyfriend. They're eating, they're having a good time. And when she goes to leave, she's like, Oh my god, I saw you guys from the car. Can I just tell her that God loves her? And this lady is crying and she's hugging me on Valentine's Day. And I'm just like, thank you, but why are you crying for me? There's so much, there's so many people who need prayer more than me right now. And you're just in here. Oh my god. Yep. Oh man, that is, uh, that's how easily it is. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, can I like enjoy my food now? Like, can I enjoy my arroz con canudes? Yeah. And peace, you know, you don't want to have somebody trying to push your agenda onto you because of your, because of your disability, you know, it's like I, I I find it ast- astounding and just uh, disrespectful. I mean, that's just me. Like, I mean, I understand you're trying to you're trying to be nice and be you know be friendly. That I understand, but there, there's a time where you cross a line and you don't want to cross that line. And you know, when you go to as far as to crying and hugging somebody, you know, when when you when you probably don't want to even be touched by this person and it's completely go hug you good thing it was pre pre covid good thing it was pre covid but now i'm like no you keep your prayers from a distance like i i appreciate it but there's someone out there that needs the prayer more than me right now so go pray upon them don't pray upon me because you see i'm a person in a wheelchair and you think i suffer from this disability because let me tell you something i don't suffer i live with this disability yeah, like one of the things I was always, I was always taught as a kid, is embrace your disability, embrace who you are, and just, just um, just always remember that's gonna, that's always going to be a part of you, and no matter what they tell you, that's you. You know, you're you're not gonna, you're, you don't have to change for anybody. You don't owe anybody an explanation. You're just you as a person and a, as a human being, you know? Yeah, you're just 
shouldn't be so positive about CPD because there's nothing positive about this condition and you're just being ableist and you're making people believe that this is all peaches and gravy and I'm like because my journey is positive if you choose to live your journey full of negative thoughts how are you going to get to the beautiful destination you're supposed to be at exactly Yep, that's, um, people, people are like that, and that's where we come in and, and just advocate and be, you know, be out there, and don't let, um, don't let those uh, naysayers fool you, you know, eventually, like you were mentioning earlier with the bullying, eventually once they hang out around you more, they'll start to, they'll start to open up and, and, and see and say, Hey, you know what? I've been wrong all along, you know, and I need to change who I am as a person and change my mindset and change my perception. And that's that starts with with us. That starts with us getting out there and speaking. And that's what we're doing. Yep, and, and you know if if um, if we don't have a voice and a platform to speak on, I can guarantee you to this day, if if nothing if nothing like that existed, we'd still be at the at the bottom of the barrel. We wouldn't be advancing anywhere to where we're at right now. We'd be just, I guess, sitting in in, in a hole in the abyss, having a pity party. You know, because yeah. we don't, ha we can't get out and branch out. The the and another thing that my mom used to say is, you know, when I when I would you know complain and and whine, you know, when I was a kid, is, oh wait, I'm sorry, but my pity box is broken. I don't feel sorry for you, because yeah. I know you're better than that. I I know you can do better. You know, she so would always instill that in me. She would always tell me, "Hey, you have more potential than what you th what you think you are. Stop, stop, stop half-assing stuff. You know." But sometimes it's, um, believe it or not, it's, I mean, it depends on the person. Personally, I feel like if you see negativity, I see negativity in a good way because negativity is a way to fuel you and to motivate you. When I used to be made fun of when I was a kid all the time, I wouldn't take it personal. I would take that negativity, take it with me, turn it into motivation and positivity, and just like completely fling it back at them, you know, with all my success. Yeah. And they'd be like, but wait, that was supposed to knock you down. How did you, how did, well, you didn't do anything. You just gave me more. It's like adding fuel to the fire. You kept, you keep yeah. throwing this negativity. That's the fuel and I'm the fire. You keep, you keep just, keep motivating me. Keep, keep throwing, keep throwing fuel to the fire. Yeah, it's like, 
It's like it's like in Spanish when we say tirando de leña al fuego. You know, that's that's what they were doing. Exactly. That's that's your journey, and no no one can uh, can change that uh, that path but yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, what is one thing you would uh, tell? I guess the listeners as to if they're struggling right now um, with a particular disability or a particular event in life, or just just some um, negativity in general. That's that is awesome. I, I like that mindset. That's all. That's a that's a whole lot of positivity right there. You know, it's it's a. You know, and also you gotta think that cerebral palsy, it, like I mentioned earlier, is a part of your life and will always be a part of you. And um, and if they don't like it, they can just keep on walking. I just, I just tell, I just tell people, hey, I, I, pre- I appreciate you looking at my videos, giving me some extra, extra views and more exposure. Keep, keep at it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's like the best thing. And people are like, what? You're not mad? I'm like, no, this is great. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, if there's, a, if there's a bad person here, it's not me. It's you for being negative. And then they still, they, and then then they still continue to talk, and I'm like, why, why, why are you, why are you talking? All you're doing is making yourself, you're you're embarrassing yourself in front of in front of my platform, in front of thousands of people that are looking at videos or whatever. You're just making yourself look like a fool. Yeah, you're just making yourself look like a dumbass. So- <laughs> exactly. Um, well, if um, if you're, I guess, if my followers want to find you, where can they, where can they look, where can they find your story? You can, you can find me on Instagram at Stomping On CP with Tylea. You can find me on Facebook at Stomping On CP with Tylea, and you can find me on Twitter at Stomping On CP One. That is that is awesome. Thank you for sharing, and I uh, I definitely appreciate your time on this show. I appreciate uh, 
the discussion that we have, which is pretty pretty awesome that we've kind of got to cover some pretty uh, pretty interesting topics that people don't really get to hear. You know, we don't really get to hear the raw side of how we deal with CP on a daily basis. And um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, keep keep in touch with me. I'd love to be on. All right. Well, it was good seeing you. So, guys, this is uh, David uh, from Soral Palsy and Fitness and uh, Ty. And I hope you guys enjoy this next episode. And remember, if I can do it, so can you.